It's taken me like a week. To formulate my take on this whole Israel Hamas thing. Because it's evil what they did. You can't just go. But it wasn't like F-16s flew into Israel. You know what I mean? It was a couple guys on some gyrocopters and a bulldozer. And they killed a lot of people. And they made the Israelis feel not safe. And so now Israel responds by... And the whole reason I'm doing this is because I read that they bombed a hospital. Killed like 800 people in Gaza. You know, who knows if that's true or not. Wouldn't surprise me, though, if it was. And I think it's... uh, I see nonstop on Facebook, on TV, this crazy allegiance to this, to the state of Israel and making sure that they get their justice, you know, and Biden's going to be there. Biden's going to go there. Secretary, you know, Secretary of State has already been out there. The person running the Federal Reserve has said that uh, there's more than enough money to help Israel out. And I'm always like, why do we defend Israel? I'm just curious. What was the whole reason Israel became a country again in the first place? Like, it wasn't that long ago. 1948 is not that long ago. That's 80 years ago. A bunch of people said, poof, here's Israel. (laughs) And everyone said, oh, we felt bad for the Jews and what happened in the Holocaust. Six million Jews die in the Holocaust. And so out of guilt, you know, they say, we're going to give you a country. We're just going to give you a country. So that you never have to live in different lands where they will do that to you again. You'll have a place of refuge. That's the UN's take on it. Now, the people running the UN were all a bunch of Christians and Zionists. A bunch of people who wanted to bring about the end of the world on God's terms in the Bible. And to do that, you had to have a country named Israel given to the holy people that's what it says in the bible so maybe they felt it was their responsibility to fulfill prophecy you can imagine a bunch of egomaniacs thinking that and no one's bigger egomaniacs than people who decide who gets countries (laughs) so they give israel country and the country that was there was palestine They got the short. Now, I don't know the history 
of what Palestine was doing. They could have been just fucking off for, you know, 300, 400, 2,000 years, however long it was. But at that time, it was Palestine. In between Iran and Egypt, prime territory. And biblically accurate, that's where, and, and historically accurate too. Like that's where Israel was. But when did Israel lose being Israel? It happened 2,000 years ago. So 2,000 years ago, Israel got conquered by the Romans. Romans burnt it to the ground. And it ceased to be anything associated with Jews. Now, Jews still live there, yeah, but like, you know, all, all these other countries came. And, you know, the Romans, it was prime prime territory, and they had great resources and ability to make those you know, journeys quick as possible. And so it was filled up with all different types of ethnicities. And then 2,000 years later, we decide that Israel deserves it. Along with some other nations, you know, and the Germans aren't going to say shit because they fucked up in the first place. So, you know, Germans are like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So we stand for Israel. You know, they can't, <laughs> they have to say that, you know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I think that this is like, they took a poll I heard today. And it said that 46% um, like did not stand with like helping Israel in any way. And 37% Said they said that they would do whatever it took to help Israel. First time. This is a huge poll. That's a huge poll. And you should see Ben Shapiro going on rants. Going on rants trying to drum up, some, you know, just straight up war propaganda. I studied war propaganda. What he's doing right now, these last this last week, two weeks, is straight up war propaganda. Shame on him, because war. Look at what the, look at what it does, and he's going to say bombing that hospital or just killing, you know, thirty percent of a population. You know, they gave them. They said we'll give you access. Anyone who wants to escape can escape across Egypt's border. And as they were escaping, they bombed the bridge. They were just. But they were just bombing people escaping. But do, I mean, do you back them up because they are God's chosen people? Because this is what this argument comes down to. I see Christians posting nonstop about how they stand with Israel. But I don't, I don't think Christ would stand for any of this. I don't think he would. The problem is, is we have friends in Israel and we need to sell weapons because that's what our country makes their most profit off of. 
I don't know. I don't stand for either of it. And I think it's, uh, I think it's gotten out of control. And what will happen is there will be a new Speaker of the House elected, and he will give whatever funds Israel asks for, which I don't know why Israel needs money in the first place. Unless they plan to rebuild Gaza as part of Israel now. And then they can use our contractors and we'll fund we'll fund our contractors to go out there to Israel and build it. And they'll build probably one of the most beautiful, you know, oceanside spots in the world. And it will be bought with that. It'll be bought with that. And Palestine, in my opinion, you know, in history is the nation that parked its ass in the wrong spot picked a bad camping spot you ever picked a bad camping spot that's what palestine did and sure enough you know it went you can see the map you know just shrink and shrink and now it's down to a strip of land and you know there's no doubt that like there's atrocities on both sides that happen you know because like I don't know if you know this, but like there's a wall that separates Gaza from the rest of the country of Israel. And it's hundreds of miles long, 20 foot high. And then they have certain checkpoints that allow you into the country of Israel all along that wall. And uh, and people get denied all the time for no reason. People who have medical appointments inside the country of Israel that then have to go get you know, appointments, you know, the second time they go, they get denied. And then, you know, typical bureaucratic shit, you know, that affects, you know, you know, that happens everywhere. But, you know, there's a treatment of like second class citizens. You can see just by their response, you know, and, you know, I don't know, is it like, is this the Sioux Nation fighting for its last bit of land in the Black Hills before the American army takes over? You know, is that what Palestine is? Is Are they the Sioux Nation? We just get to watch it in modern day times. I don't like watching it. I don't like it. I think it's evil. I do. I don't, you know, in the and to watch people, people, you know, and... I get the idiots that just are like, hey, I'm going to change my Facebook banner. You know, I get those. But the people that think they're Christian and are excited about this and are praying for it to bring about the end times. I heard that on the Greg Belford show. He went out there and uh, had a caller come in and said, you know, I'd like to think it's going to change, but I'm also a man of faith. And I know that it's not going to get any better. That's a ding. That's that's horrible. To me, that's giving in to the devil. I don't. Uh, I don't see any way around it. I always think of the story of Jonah. You know the story of Jonah. Everyone remembers the first part of that story. Gets swallowed by a well goes back you remember what happens after that though 
after Jonah goes back to the city he was running away from? Because the reason why he ran away from that city is because these guys, when they took over land, they take the generals, the kings, the, the princesses, and they flay them in front of the city gates to get the other city to surrender. So they take these kings and their daughters and their sons prisoner and then march on to the next city that was fortified. And then they would try to make a deal. Hey, you need to surrender. And they'd be, hey, fuck you. And, uh, and so then they'd take out the previous king and then they'd just fillet him. They'd fillet him like a fish, alive. And then they'd leave him there in front of that city for a couple days, you know. Just keep doing that every morning. Every morning those guys had to wake up to hearing someone getting filleted out alive outside the city wall. Jonah was running away from that country. And then he goes back and God says, you got to tell him, hey, you got to repent, otherwise you're all going to die. And Jonah's like, so he goes in there and he says that. And you know what Nineveh does? Anyone remember that part of the story? Nineveh goes, huh, damn it, Jonah, you're right. We are being horrible, evil bastards. And so the king sets out a proclamation, tells everyone to change up their, you know, changes the whole administration. The entire city repents. And God goes, huh, I'm going to spare them. And then Jonah pouts about it. <laughs> and God gets, you know, and, you know, whether that's true or not, I like the premise of the story because it teaches, teaches a couple things. First of all, you have to face your fears. But then, uh, you know, second, don't wish evil upon people who still have a chance to be rescued from it. And I see a lot of these Christians throwing their hands up in the air and saying, well, this is the end times. Time for me to look out for me and my own. Well, that's not Christ-like. Christ gave you no command to do that. So, I feel better now. Thank you. <laughs>